You know, I guess I think I've always been a professional critic, you know, or some sort of professional appreciator or something. This is serious business here, man. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. Up there with love, loss, and booze, Mom is one of the top inspirations for great pop songs. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We've got a list of terrific songs all about Mom, just in time for Mother's Day. And we look at bands that have become brands. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions. And you know, Greg, when we do interviews here, a lot of uh, musicians we're talking to talk about how their mom played them something at a young age and it really (laughs) sparked something in them. My mom was never very musically savvy. What about yours? She always had the Top 40 radio on, so I think a lot of that seeped into my consciousness, for better or worse. Later on in the show, Jim, we're going to talk about songs about mom but first, we've got some music news. Yes, indeed, it is summer touring season. It is about to begin. It has begun for a lot of these big bands, including The Who, who were just played there. The Who, or is it really The Who, Jim? That That is the question, right? Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey are still very much alive, still very much in that band. They are celebrating the band's 50th anniversary. But uh, Keith Moon, the original drummer in the band, died in 1978. John Entwistle, the original bassist in the band, died in 2002. Most people don't seem to care that half the band is not there anymore when they go buy these Who tickets, because when the Who toured in 2013, $13 million in gross tour revenue in the United States alone. Hmm. Now Townsend and Daltrey again are out there under the Who banner. And a lot of diehard Who fans that I've talked to about this say, you know, it's really not the Who anymore. Without yeah. Moon, how can it how can it be the Who? And yet they're still doing gangbusters business on the road. Well, and promoters in the business say that if it was Daltrey and Townsend sing the songs of the Who, that would sell a quarter of the quarter. tickets that, yeah. the, that the brand name The Who sells. They're not alone. This is the summer of bands that are now brands. You know, ACDC is out there on the road. You were initially very, very excited about this, but Malcolm Young, the guitarist, is not with them. Phil Rudd, he's not with them. You haven't got all of ACDC. Yeah, when you think about ACDC now, there's only two members of that band from its heyday in the 70s. Angus Young on guitar and the bassist Cliff Williams. Otherwise, it's a bunch of basically relatively new members, you know, since then, right? And it's true of so many bands that are on tour this summer, Jim. I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins, it's basically Billy Corgan and whoever wants to play with them that year. The other three original members are nowhere near the Smashing Pumpkins anymore. You know, I have to say I enjoyed the replacements for what it was when I first saw that reunion tour a couple of years ago. I did, but many people were angry at me. Well, yeah, but that, that was really a Paul Westerberg solo tour, plus Tommy Stinson, and then a couple of other guys to fill yeah. out the lineup touring as the replacements.
even worse is Queen. You know, you've got Roger Taylor, the drummer, out there with guitarist Brian May. The bassist Roger Deacon retired years ago. Queen was Freddie Mercury. (laughs) And they've had, you know, nothing but ringers replacing him for years now. Paul Rogers, Adam Lambert. Yeah. Really? Many fans, I think, are so eager to see some of these groups that they never had the chance to see. Right. That in their head, regardless of who's on stage, they are playing the record. It could be holograms up there. It doesn't have to be anybody even connected with the band. Naomi Klein, one of our favorite authors, that 2000 book, No Logo, I mean, she talked about the corporations having this idea decades ago that the psychological, anthropological examination of what brands mean to the culture and to people's lives has been driving corporate marketing for decades. The image of the brand is more important than the actual product that's being put out there. You're buying the brand, not the product. In this case, you're buying the brand, not the band. It's true, and I don't want to deny people the chance to to celebrate the music of their heroes. An interesting spin to put on it is I've talked to several musicians in bands that no longer perform their old material that have actually made the case that cover bands Mm -hmm. are doing a better job than they could. Think of something like Genesis, which only plays the later pop stuff, and a band like The Musical Box, which goes out and puts on all of The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Yeah, and I'd like to throw this out to the listeners because I'm fascinated by this. Why is that brand so important? Why will you pay four times as much to go see The Who versus going to see a, a, a Pete Townsend solo tour, which to me would be far more interesting. Yeah. What do you make of this trend? Give us a call at 888-859-1800 and tell us why the brand is so much more important than the band. Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? Do you think they'll like this song? You're listening to Sound Opinions, and Greg, it is time for us to give a big virtual hug to all the mothers out there. You and I, needless to say, we have mothers, and they're both wonderful people. And the number of great songs throughout pop and rock history about mom, they're just countless. We tried to narrow it down by choosing songs that each highlighted a different aspect of that relationship with mom. And they had to be, first and foremost, great songs. At least that's what I did. We'll hear what you did in a second, as well as get some suggestions from listeners. But let's do a coin toss to get us started. It's been a while since we've done this. I think we have to go with Great Rock Mamas, and I am going with Mama Cass Elliot. That's a great choice, Jim, but I'm going to go with uh, Big Mama Thornton for me. Oh, also a good one. Coin is in the air, and Big Mama Thornton wins. Finally. Finally, I won something, Jim. I'm so thrilled. Are you saying that in the Chicago tradition, our (laughs) coin toss is rigged? Absolutely, it's rigged. There's no doubt about it. To start off with, when we talked about this show, Jim, the, the first song that popped into my head was Mother by John Lennon. Iconic song from his first post Beatles solo record, the 1970 Plastic Ono Band album. And he was coming off a really intense period of his life. The Beatles had broken up. He was starting anew. He was going through his life and and really trying to examine why he was feeling so much dissatisfaction. He began working with this psychologist, Dr. Arthur Janov, in Los Angeles, 
who was noted as the founder of Primal Scream Therapy. He encouraged his clients to relive and express what Janov considered repressed feelings. For Lennon, a lot of his repressed feelings were about feeling abandoned by both his parents at a very young age. His father, Alfie, barely knew. His mother, Julia, didn't even live with him. He was essentially raised by his aunt, Mimi. At the age of 17, Lennon lost his mom for good when she was run over in a car accident. So he had these tremendous feelings of loss and abandonment that he had never really been able to address in the Beatles. A lot of his vocals in the Beatles were sort of coded in reverb. There was a lot of psychedelic baggage attached to some of that music where he was getting at his personal life, but he wasn't really expressing it as directly as he might have. Once he started working with Janoff, he felt the courage to go ahead and really express his true feelings, both vocally and in terms of the stripped-down production. Three-piece band, it was just him, Ringo Starr, and Klaus Vormann in the studio, and Lennon without any effects on his vocals at all, just pouring out his feelings in this particular song. The end of the song is absolutely wrenching. When he's talking about Mama Don't Go, Daddy Come Home, he's reliving that moment as a six-year-old when he was literally forced to choose between his mother and his father. They said, you have to choose one or the other to go with. He left his father at that moment. He went with Julia. Julia then passed him off to his aunt, and he never was able to get through that in his adult life. This song is an expression of that pain and anguish. John Lennon with Mother on Sound Opinions. Tough song about needing mom from John Lennon, mother from 1970. What do you got, Jim? Well, Greg, I guess we're starting in a sort of down mode, but maybe it'll pick up as the show mm-hmm. goes on. I've had my problems with the Smashing Pumpkins through the years. As you know, we both covered Billy Corgan and his band from the very beginning all the way to wherever they are now. But the album that really resonated the most for me, I always thought there was masterful sonic construction, but no real meaning 
With album number four, Adore, Billy wrote from the heart for the first time, inspired largely by the death of his mother. There are several tracks on this album that are about this, but the one that I'm going to play is called For Martha, which I think is a wonderful elegy to his mom as she's lowered into the grave. Beautiful, heartbreaking, wrenching. I told Corrigan how much I love this song, and he said, you know, I always thought you were a jerk, but I guess you're okay. You got this song. There is a guitar solo here where I think even more eloquently than the lyrics, which are pretty moving. If you have to go, don't say goodbye. If you have to go, don't cry. If you have to go, I will get by. Someday I'll follow you and see you on the other side. Even more than those lyrics is the guitar solo, which is better than anything Steve Hackett ever played with Genesis or Steve Howe played with Yes. This progressive rock, elegiac, it is beautiful, it is moving, and it is, I think, by far the Smashing Pumpkins' finest moment. This is For Martha by the Pumpkins for Mother's Day on Sound Opinions. That's the Smashing Pumpkins with Billy Corgan writing about his mom for Martha on Sound Opinions. Greg, you got another mother's pick for us. I do, Jim. Hip-hop in particular is rife with songs in tribute to mom. You think about Tupac Shakur's Dear Mama, Kanye West's Hey Mama, Snoop Dogg, I Love My Mama. You get the idea. Hip-hop artists allowing themselves to be vulnerable when they think about their moms. And this was true also of Jay-Z. I think he wrote a beautiful song about his mom called December 4th from what was to be his final album, his 2003 Black Album. Remember Jay-Z was supposed to be retiring after his, that, that record came out? That was his first final album. <laughs> right. But he was looking back on his life and reflecting on what his mother did for him in this particular song. He was uh, The reason it's called December 4th, he was born December 4th, 1969, to one Gloria Carter. She essentially raised him by herself. Father left when he was very young. He grew up in the housing projects in Brooklyn. And this song is essentially a dialogue between Jay-Z and his mom, Gloria. 
in which she talks about the struggles of, of raising a child by herself and, you know, how Jay-Z was this rebellious kid and she was trying to keep him close to her because she didn't want him running with the gangs in the neighborhood. And Jay-Z saying, yes, I was a tough guy to raise. And I think I look back now and I thank my mom for being so tough on me, for trying to do the right thing. It helped me become the man I am today. So, you know, we hear these songs paying tribute to mom. It's rare that we actually hear mom herself on the same record mm. with the pop artist. So here we have Jay-Z in a call and response with his mom, Gloria Carter, on the song December 4th from the Black Album on Sound Opinions. They say they never really miss you till you dead or you gone. So on that note, I'm leaving after the song. So you ain't got to feel no way about Jay so long. But at least let me tell you why I'm this way. Hold on. I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adonis Reeves who made love under the sycamore tree, which makes me a more sicker MC. And my mama would claim at 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain. So through the years, I gave her her fair share. I gave her first real skin. I made it for birth when I got here. She knows my purpose wasn't purpose. I ain't perfect. I care. But I for worthless because my shirts wasn't matching my gear. Now I'm just scratching the surface because what's buried under there was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared. I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted, but I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted. Hold on. Sean was a very shy child growing up. He was into sports, and a funny story is at four, he taught himself how to ride a bike. A two-wheel at that. Isn't that special? But I noticed the change in him when me and my husband broke up. Now the teachers couldn't reach me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me. So with that disdain in my membrane, got on my pimp game, the world, my defense came. Then the haven introduced me to the game, Spanish Jose introduced me to... I'm a hustler now, my gear is in and I'm in the in crowd And all the wavy light-skinned girls is loving me now My self-esteem went through the roof, man, I got my swag Got a vocal from this girl when the man got back Plus I hit my mama with cash from a show that I had Supposedly knowing nobody paid jazz whack I'm getting ahead of myself by the way I could rap That came second to me moving this Give me a second, I swear I would say about my rap career To 96 King, I'm here, goodbye that is Jay-Z from the Black Album, December 4th, in tribute to his mom, Gloria Carter. We're going to continue with our favorite songs about mom and hear some of your choices. That's In a Minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. But that was my way to keep him close to me and out of trouble. Goodbye to the game, all the spores, the adrenaline rush. Your blood boils, you in a spot, knowing cops can rush. Yeah, you in a drop, you so easy to touch. No two days are alike, except the first and 15, pretty much. And trust, it's a word you seldom hear from us. Hustlers, we don't sleep, we rest one eye up. And the drop is to find a man when the well dries up. You learn to work the water without work, you thirst till you die. Yep. Get tired of a product, the little brothers ring for get cut up to show mothers they really got them. And this is the stress I live with till I decided to try this rap for a living. I pray I'm forgiven for every bad decision I made, every sister I played. Cause I'm still paranoid to this day, and it's nobody for I made the decisions I made. This is the life I chose, or rather the life that chose me. And you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. Now if you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. Sound Opinions is supported by A24 presenting Ex Machina, a new artificial intelligence thriller from Alex Garland, the writer of 28 Days Later and Sunshine. 
Ex Machina, now playing in select theaters. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one can change my mind but Mama tried. The one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild, my Mama seemed to know what lay in store. Despite all my Sunday learning, towards the bad I kept on turning, till Mama couldn't hold me anymore. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim Viragatis, and we are celebrating Mother's Day today on Sound Opinions, some of our favorite songs about mom. Jim, what do you got next? Greg, I'm going to go to the DBs from their 1982 album, Repercussion, their second album. This is one of their early classics that helped define the power pop genre. Chris Damey, who wrote and sings lead on the song, is not being very nice here. There's a girl. He's telling, run back to your mother. Tell her all the cruel things I did. Uh, comes as no surprise. I was never smooth enough for her. A mother knows what's best, she said. A mother knows what's good. I like to flip the script. Knowing Chris, knowing the DBs, they're not mean people. Chris is playing sort of a despicable character. And, you know, mom is right that her daughter should perhaps not be dating this guy. He's a cad. Above and beyond all that, it's a great song with the word mother in it. And every time I hear it, I then have it in my head for the next week. It's called Happenstance by the DBs for Mother's Day on Sound Opinions. Run back to your mother, tell her all the cruel things that I did. Comes as no surprise to her. I was never smooth enough for her kid. A mother knows what's best, she said. Good. So run back to your mother She always said you would Happenstance we fell into The off-the-cuff, the trolley remark All I ever wanted was to make you so damn happy But the mother knows what's best, she said The mother knows what's right Run back to your mother Out of mind, out of sight Think, think for yourself Think it through Don't let her live for you Think, think for yourself Think of me Think of what I'm saying Think, think for yourself
the DBs with Happenstance on Sound Opinions, one of Jim DeRogatis' favorite songs about mom. Jim, I'm going to go to the 60s for my next choice. It's from the Shangri-Las, who I think were the toughest and most dramatic of the 60s girl groups by far. We're talking about two sets of teenage sisters, and they had a string of hits working with uh, producer George Shadow Morton. They were a huge influence on people like the New York Dolls, Blondie, even the young, rabble-rousing Bette Midler covered one of the uh, Shangri-La songs. There was a lot of sound effects in their records. They they had these movie-like narratives and imagery. They were almost like little soap operas playing out in front of your ears, and and you could just imagine the scenes that they were going through. Now, in the song that I'm going to play, it is, again, one of those dramatic, twisting-and-turning narratives. The girl fights with her mom over a boyfriend. Remember, the Shangri-Las were still teenagers at the time they were doing this, so they were living some of these things in their everyday lives. So she's in love. The mom says, you're too young to be in love, so the girl leaves home. Soon she forgets about the boy, and she realizes, you know, mom was right. But That's before- always the hardest sentence in the English language. My it, mom was right. Exactly. But, you know, there's a payoff at the end, and it's not pretty because before she gets a chance to reconcile with her mom, it's too late. Here's the song, I Can Never Go Home Anymore. Mary Weiss, the lead singer in the group, later said, you know, that sounds like you're crying on this song. She said, yeah, I am crying because I'd not spoken to my mom in two years when I was recording this song. So here's a performance, I Can Never Go Home Anymore, from the Shangri-Las on Sound Opinions. Does this sound familiar? You wake up every morning, go to school every day, spend your nights on the corner, just passing time away. Your life is so lonely, like a child without a toy. Then a miracle, a boy. And that's called glad. Now my mom is a good mom. And she loves me with all her heart. But she said I was too young to be in love. And the boy and I would have to part. And no matter how I ranted and raved, I screamed, I pleaded, I cried. She told me it was not really love, but only my girlish pride. And that's called bad. to you. Don't let this. I packed my clothes and left home that night. Though she begged me to stay, I was sure I was right. And you know something funny? I forgot that boy right away. Instead, I remember being tucked in bed and hearing my mama say,
the Shangri-Las with I Can Never Go Home Again. Nice Mother's Day pick, Mr. Cott. Greg, I'm uh, not sticking with Mom for my next pick, although I'm going to be very close. I was digging deep to try to find a song about a mother-in-law. You and I, in addition to having mothers, have both had mothers-in-law. I've had two of them, and I like them very much, right? There's a cliche, I think, out there that often guys don't get along with their mother-in-law. More often, probably, the the, the woman doesn't get along with her mother-in-law. And uh, nobody gives mother-in-laws any love on Mother's Day. So I wanted to try to find a tune, and and I found a great one. I think this is going to surprise you. As a huge Billie Holiday fan, at the very start of her career, producer John Hammond recorded two songs with her. One was called Your Mother's Son-in-Law. It was the A-side of the single. It sold a whopping 300 copies. Mm. Went nowhere. Billie Holiday was not off to an auspicious debut, although she, of course, became a legend afterwards. I'm not going to go with Billie's version. I'm going to go with somebody who I think is her modern progeny, if she was sucking helium like Betty Boop and, and from Mars. Macy Gray. What a personality. For the 2002 soundtrack of Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, I'll confess, I didn't see the movie. Hmm. Macy Gray re-recorded Your Mother's Son-in-Law as I Want to Be Your Mother's Son-in-Law, and she does a great job of it. It's full of humor and life. She's singing, you don't have to be a banker. You don't have to be a broker, okay? You don't have to have a lot of money. All you got to do is make me a daughter-in-law. Hmm. You got to make me an honest woman. You got to give my mom a son-in-law. We have got to get hitched. Here's Macy Gray with I Want to Be Your Mother's Son-in-Law on Sound Opinions. To have a hanker, to be a broker or a banker. No siree, just got to be my mother's son-in-law. Needn't even think of trying to be a mighty social liar. Sipping tea if you will be my mother's son-in-law. Ain't got the least desire to set the world on fire. Just wish you'd make it proper and call my old man papa. You don't have Sing like blood song, you can tell the world I said so. Can't you see you've got to be my mother's son in law? That is I Want to Be Your Mother's Son-in-Law from Macy Gray, one of Jim DeRigatis' picks for great Mother's Day songs. We want to turn it over to our listeners now. What are their picks for favorite songs about mom? Eric's up first. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about a favorite Mother's Day song. You know, my favorite Mother's Day song, and actually it's my mom's favorite song, is Kodachrome by Paul Simon. 
it was one of those songs that she absolutely adored, especially when that album came out and we were living in the south of France. So Paul Simon touches a nerve with your mom. But but back up a bit. Living in the south of France? Well, you know, I, I had a very uh, fun childhood. My stepfather was a leading scholar in James Joyce, and we had a sabbatical leave in the south of France. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience to stay down there, travel, and you know, listen to this tape ad nauseum. Do you know why your mother related to Kodachrome so strongly? You know, I think that she could identify with it on several levels. You know, you give us those nice, bright colors. You give us the greens of summers. Makes you think of the world as a sunny day. We look at our memories as, you know, happy times, anniversaries, weddings, and so forth and so on. We don't see the bad times in pictures. I think that's the really thing that she could resonate with. She had gone through a divorce, and so she didn't, she didn't want to dwell upon that. And so her looking back at her childhood, you know, looking back with these images, really sort of set the tone for her. Eric's pick for Mother's Day, Kodachrome by Paul Simon. Eric, is your mom still a fan of the tune? Yeah, you know, she is. she's a mother, she's also a scholar, and she's an Alzheimer's patient. And so when I'm down there and seeing her in South Florida, you know, we'll play it for her. And, and I'm sure there's a little bit of reaction, and we don't get much anymore. But she definitely knows that we're playing something special for her. That's wonderful. Well, this goes out to Eric's mom. Happy Mother's Day to her. Thank you for sharing that story, Eric. No problem. Now let's go to sunny L.A. and talk to Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine, welcome to Sound Opinions. Hi. All right. Mothers, everybody's got one. Not everybody has a great song, though. Have you got one? I do have one. I am actually nominating Kanye West's Hey Mama as my Mother's Day selection uh, for your show. Oh, all right. Now you tell us your reason why. So, I mean, although Kanye's public persona is often that of a very self-absorbed diva, you know, he's always got controversy surrounding him. Really? Um, I never heard that. (laughs) Never. Um, (laughs) But there's such a genuine love for his mother that comes through in the lyrics to the song that it's always been a favorite of mine. I mean, I'm from Chicago, and as a poor kid from Chicago, I can identify with a lot of those lyrics. I was raised by a single mom, and... A lot of the emotion comes through to me, and it's something that I felt growing up for my mother as well. That's really well said. You know, as as journalists who covered Kanye's rise from the beginning, although he forgets that now, he doesn't return our calls anymore, <laughs> right, Craig? You and I both had the opportunity to talk to Dr. West, right? Donda West, yes. Yeah, she was I, a huge part of his life. A great educator, a pillar of the Chicago community. And I think one of the bravest things any hip-hop artist ever has done is to so nakedly lay out his emotions that he loved his mother in that kind of song. There's no fronting going on there. Exactly. And when his mother passed away and he performed that song at the Grammys, the raw emotion in that performance, it was so touching. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and even now for me, it has even more of a meaning because last year my own mother was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. And for the first time I had to 
really faced the possibility of not having my own mother in my life anymore. With a lot of aggressive treatment, she's in remission right now, but it was a really dark time for me and my family. And every time I hear that song, I can't help but, but feel a lot of emotion and even get a little teary-eyed because it, it even took on a new level after that. I want to tell the whole world about a friend of mine, this little light of mine. I'm finna let it shine. I'm finna take y'all back to them better times. I'm finna talk about my mama if y'all don't mind. I was three years old when you and I moved to the shy. Late December, harsh winter gave me a cold. You fixed me up something that was good for my soul. Famous homie chicken soup, can I have another bowl? You work late nights just to keep on the lights. Mommy got the trainer with so I can keep on my bike. And you would give me anything in this world. Michael Jackson left the end of the club, but didn't get me just thinking how proud we were of her. That line in his song, I want to scream so loud for you. That's exactly what I feel for her every mm. day that she's here. I want to scream so loud for her. We're getting a little misty-eyed here, Lorraine. Hey, Mama. Lighters in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice, uh, Lorraine. Thanks for being our guest on Sound Opinions. Thank you. So what about you out there? What song would you play in honor of Mother's Day? Share it on the air at 888-859-1800. We'll be back after a quick break on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX to finish off our Mother's Day special. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and we're celebrating Mother's Day by playing some songs inspired by Mom. We have our final selections coming up, but first, let's hear from some more listeners. Dave is in Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Hey, Dave. Hi, how are you? So tell us about a favorite Mother's Day song. My favorite Mother's Day song is Only Son by Liz Fair. It's off her White Chocolate Space Egg 
album, maybe the last Liz Fair album that's actually listenable. The last defensible Liz Fair <laughs> album. That's yes. it. That's exactly right. It's sung from the perspective of a person who I think has regrets about the effect his actions have had on his family and especially on his mother. You know, mothers are special. The last thing you want to do is hurt or disappoint your mother. I know that in my life I made some choices that I know were really hard on my mother. And while I don't uh, regret the decisions or the choices, I do, you know, 20 years later, still feel bad about the stress that it, those choices caused my mom. All these babies are born to the So, Dave, have you shared this with your mom, that this song resonates with you? I have not. Unfortunately, my mom passed in 2001, and this song came out shortly before that. But I really, after I listened to it, after my mom passed, it really hit home for me. That's a beautiful choice. Thanks for being our guest, Dave. Thanks for having me. We've got Josh on the line next, celebrating Mother's Day as we all are. Josh, have you got a song for this occasion? I do, actually. The song I picked was Justin Towns Earl, Mama's Eyes. Okay, tell us about why this song and why you're sending it out to Mom. Yeah, absolutely. I was never a big Steve Earl fan, but I really love Justin, obviously his son. And the story kind of really tells the father-son relationship. And then the song at the end kind of takes a turn, you know, to kind of being more about mom. There's a great lyric in the song that says, I still see right from wrong. I love that lyric because it kind of talks about his mom, basically, because I am my mother's son, you know, I'll, I'll kind of always be on the right path, I guess, kind of, because I take, I take after her. It's 3 a.m. and I'm standing in the kitchen Holding my last cigarette Strike a match and I see my reflection in the mirror in the hall And I say to myself I've got my mama's eyes Long thin frame and a smile And I still see wrong from right Cause I've got my mama's eyes Mama's eyes from Justin Towns Earl. Interesting perspective because Earl says that he was raised essentially by his mom. Uh, it was a single-parent home. Do you relate to any of that, Josh? 
You know, not really, actually. I mean, I was definitely really close with my mom and my dad, but it was just kind of funny. You know, my mom was always the uh, soft-hearted one, if you would. If I ever needed a 20, you know, or something, she <laughs> would say, you know, here's, here's 20 bucks, but don't tell your father type thing. Thanks, Josh, for being our guest on Sound Opinions. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Well, Mr. Cott, in honor of our moms, Yadviga and Helene, what are our final Mother's Day songs? Jim, I'm going to go with a Kate Bush song from a 1988 John Hughes movie soundtrack, She's Having a Baby, that uh, movie starring Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth McGovern. And the name of the song is This Woman's Work. It's a, it's kind of a complicated song because it's sung by a woman, but it's from a man's perspective. It's from Kevin Bacon's perspective as he's sitting in the waiting room while his wife is giving birth to their first child. So here's this new, soon-to-be father having a totally new perspective on his life, his marriage, his newborn child, and his role in their lives going forward. He has a newfound appreciation for his partner. She's going through this traumatic experience because the labor is not going well. It's potentially a a life-threatening situation for both the baby and the mom. And he's going through all this angst about the things he might have said, the things he might have done better, the fact that he's been kind of a selfish husband up until this point in his life. He has to grow up all of a sudden, he realizes. I've got to be a better husband, and I've got to be a great dad for this newborn child. So he's going through all these feelings. They're welling up in him as this drama is going on in the next room. And Kate Bush's song brilliantly distills this idea of motherhood and how it can change people's lives so dramatically in just an instant. Kate Bush, This Woman's Work from 1988 on Sound Opinions. I know you have a lot of strength, man. I know you have a 
Kate Bush with this woman's work, a great song about mom and motherhood. Jim, what do you got to go out? Well, Greg, since you started with Mother by John Lennon, uh, not an uplifting song, but an incredible classic, I think I'm going to have to end with the Rolling Stones, who, of course, have two great songs about Mother. Mother's little helper, you know, about Mm -hmm. mom getting high on pep pills, perhaps is too cynical even for me. I'm going to play instead, Have You Seen Your Mother Baby Standing in the Shadow? What a killer Rolling Stones song. The first ever Stones tune that had brass on it and an absolute classic on stage on the uh, Got Live If You Want It album. But the Stones haven't played it in concert since 1966. All the Stones hardcore fans that I know are like, when are you ever going to play that song again? Now, in the classic Rolling Stones way, it sounds a little dirty. Have you seen your mother in the shadow? All right. Everything the Stones sing (laughs) sounds a little dirty. But if you look at the lyrics of the song, it's actually a self-righteous Mick Jagger attacking this young girl who's very superficial and doesn't really take seriously anybody in her life. Have you seen your mother, baby, standing in the shadow? Don't you think about your mom? Don't you think about your brother? Don't you think about your lover? Jagger, of course, brings it home to me. Mm. But on Mother's Day, I think it's worth thinking about that thought of, do I take my mom for granted? I don't want to do that. I certainly don't want to get to a point where it's too late and I can't tell her how much I love her. Here are the Rolling Stones with Have You Seen Your Mother Baby Standing in the Shadow.
A Rolling Stones classic, Have You Seen Your Mother Baby Standing in the Shadows? Cover of that single featured them in drag for the first time. little footnote there. You can go back and review our entire Mother's Day playlist at soundopinions.org. We have some thank yous to say on the way out. Sound Opinions is produced by Mama Robin Lynn, Jason Saldana, Evan Chung, and our intern, Alex Claiborne. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. I'm in the phone booth, it's a one across the hall. If you don't answer, I'll just bring it off the wall. I know he's there, but I just try to call. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. New messages. Hi, this is Marshall calling from Gainesville, Florida. I'm calling about the artist that went solo and a genre that is so overlooked by so many critics of hard rock and heavy metal. Ozzy, are you kidding? You know, so many uh, critics just don't consider that music as it's going over their head when they think it's beneath them. Ozzy's had an amazing career. I don't see why Morrissey or Justin Timberlake is more significant. All right, thanks a lot. from Collingswood, New Jersey. I was just calling to uh, leave some comment about the recent solo artist podcast that you did. While I have to agree with you about the Wu-Tang Clan, I would also say if you're going to especially look in the rap arena that you can't dismiss uh, NWA. If you look at some of the, the different solo careers, whether it be Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy e Supplying the beats because I'm a gangster having fun. Never leave the pallet out packing a gun. Hitting hard as I just make your axe. What was it? Boy, you should have known by now. Easy does it. In terms of whether it be acting, music, producing, uh, etc., it really is quite impressive, especially after all these years. It even looks like that there's a new movie coming out looking at their early career. So, good job otherwise. You guys always cover a wide range of artists and genres, but just want to make sure that they got their due as well. Have a good day. Hi, this is Nina in Durham, North Carolina, and I really enjoyed your show introducing people to jazz and wanted to suggest that maybe you could do another show and introduce people to Latin jazz. There's a lot of great Latin jazz artists. There are Cuban Latin jazz players. Actually, Dizzy Gillespie has some in his band, but Chacho or Bebo Blavez, Danilo Perez, just to name a couple. And I think it would be really interesting. You, you sort of covered the New Orleans piece with the Ned Sublet stuff, and you did jazz, so how about some Latin
Hi, my name is Steve Florian. I'm from Chicago. I just heard the uh, Rockman's Guide to Jazz. Um, really liked it. I was really hoping they would mention the band Snarky Puppy, and I feel like that has to be mentioned in any context of jazz, and especially the combination of jazz and other genres. What they're doing is absolutely incredible and truly is like some of the best music I think has ever been made. And it comes from such a rich jazz background, and jazz people would love it. But you can throw someone in there who knows nothing about theory or harmony, and they love it too because it's got groove, it's got you know, electric bass, it's got melodies and all, all the things people expect in their normal music, but played by these incredible jazz musicians. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.